0: Do you find it difficult to pray? Do you have trouble believing that God is really hearing you and that your prayers are truly reaching his ears? Have you become discouraged about praying because your prayer time just seems so dry and unexciting? Well, if so, you're in the right place. This is The Christian Working Woman with Mary Lohman, and I'm Julie Bastide. Today, Mary's presenting a mini-drama that could really help you find solutions to these prayer problems. You know, Julie, it probably sounds
1: strange to say any kind of a dramatic presentation (laughs) could help you overcome obstacles to prayer, Uh, so probably I should explain. (laughs) This is an approach to prayer, uh, uh, just a way of thinking about prayer that has helped me a lot. Yeah, probably like most of you, I've struggled with having an effective and consistent prayer time. I just don't sit still easily for one thing, and my mind wanders very easily for another. So years ago, I believe God gave me this visual approach to prayer, and it really has helped me greatly, so that's why I want to pass it on to others.
0: Mm, I know you've presented this approach to prayer many times before, and many have told you that it's really helped them make prayer more real and meaningful. Now, well, that's true. Just recently, a woman stopped me to say she saw me give this presentation
1: years ago, but it stuck in her mind, and it's been helpful to her. Sometimes just
0: seeing a truth in a new way Can really be helpful. Mm, Sure. And you call this Before the Throne, and I know you're more than glad for others to use this idea. So a copy of this devotional is on our website, and we invite you to visit that website at ChristianWorkingWoman.org. But now, let's hear more about what it means to truly enter into the throne room of God. You know,
1: Satan, our enemy, will do anything to keep us from praying. He knows that the more effectively we pray, the more power we'll have over him and his demons. And so it should come as no surprise to discover that it's sometimes difficult to pray and to believe that prayer really works and to have any excitement and joy in our prayer life. So this mini drama I'm presenting will require you to stretch your imagination. It comes from my imagination, but it's all based solidly on scripture. You know, sometimes we just need word pictures to help us see the unseen things, the things that are only seen with forever eyes. So that's the purpose of this drama. Now, you must picture a room of grandeur and opulence never imagined on this earth. This room is absolutely gigantic. And as you enter, your eyes just cannot begin to take it all in. Everywhere you look, there are emeralds, pearls, diamonds, every jewel imaginable, and the floor is made of pure gold, gleaming, glorious. The room is so bright it almost blinds you. And all over this enormous room are angels of such beauty and magnificence that they are indescribable. These angels are huge with wingspans beyond belief and their garments shine with a dazzling white light. There's a chorus that sings forever in this room, songs you've never heard before, more glorious than any sound you could possibly imagine. And in the center of this huge room is a throne and that defies description. Nothing our human minds could imagine would ever do it justice. It's huge and impressive, and all around this throne are myriads and untold numbers of angels praising and guarding the one who sits on the throne, God the Creator. Now, you must picture me entering this throne room, and as I come in, my appearance is in stark contrast to everything else. I look like a a scruffy kid without any glory and beauty. In fact, I'm so insignificant in comparison to everything else going on in this incredible room that I could easily get trampled on without notice. But as I start to enter, someone does notice me. It's the head angel, the one in charge of keeping everything, you know, just perfect. So he walks up to me and and says, Uh,
2: Excuse me, but uh, who are you? Uh, I think you must be lost. Surely, you are not planning to enter our throne room?
1: Well, well I know I appear very insignificant, and a bit out of place compared to everyone else. But yeah, I, I was planning to enter. Yeah, how
2: can you be so presumptuous? What were you going to do in the throne room?
1: Oh, well, you see, I plan to go right up to the throne and talk to God. <laughs> well,
2: that would be funny if it were not so arrogant on your part. You're planning to go directly up to the throne and talk to God? My, dear, look at you. Do you think God wants to talk to you? He's very busy, you know, and there are many more important things on his agenda today.
1: Oh, oh, sir, I realize that. I know it seems entirely inappropriate for me to approach his throne, but you see, he's given me a personal invitation. As a matter of fact, he said that I may come into his presence anytime I wish, and uh, you'll have a hard time believing this, but he said I could approach his throne with boldness. <laughs> with, with with
2: boldness? But look at you. You're not worthy of being in his presence. Do you see all these angels here? They wouldn't just walk up to his throne with boldness.
1: Oh, I know that, sir. But you see, I'm not an angel. I'm his child. His child? Isn't that incredible? I'm his child. I would have been satisfied to just be one of his worshippers from afar. But he told me that since I accepted his son as my savior, I'm no longer an alien. I am now his child. And he's told me I can call him Father. Father?
2: Can this be true? You would call God the creator of the entire universe, whom the angels worship in fear and splendor? You would dare to call him Father?
1: father oh i recognize how difficult it is to believe that sir frankly i find it a continual source of amazement myself that he would allow me to call him father but not only can i call him father he has told me i may call him abba father dearest father uh daddy
2: (laughs) do you realize how incredible this all is my dear child I just can't imagine why he would allow you such privileges, you of all people.
1: Well, sir, let me tell you, it's not because of anything I've done that's made me worthy. As you can see, I'm not very pretty, and I have no credits to my account that would make me presentable to God, except for one. I have accepted His Son as my Savior, and when I did that, He gave me this gorgeous robe to wear. Have you noticed my robe? Well,
2: well, yes. As a matter of fact, it it is quite lovely, and I wondered how you ever got such a robe.
1: Well, this is the robe of the righteousness of Jesus Christ, and it was a free gift. He, He just gave it to me. I would never dare try to come into this throne room in my own clothes. They are truly filthy rags. But I wrap myself up in this gorgeous robe of the righteousness of Jesus. And because Jesus is acceptable to God, so am I. You see, God doesn't see my filthy rags. He only sees this lovely robe of righteousness. I am so thankful for this robe. Otherwise, I could never enter his presence. Uh, uh, Now, if you'll excuse me, I'd like to go on up to the uh, throne. Uh,
2: just one minute. Uh, look at your feet. They're quite dirty. Uh, are you going in with dirty feet? Yeah,
1: I realize they look terrible. But you see, that's the part of me that gets dirty as I walk around this world out here. And Jesus said, once I've been cleansed all over, I don't need to be cleansed again except just to have my feet washed. So one of the first things I do when I get to the throne is ask God to wash my feet. And he always does. So I leave here with really clean
2: feet, wait and see. Do you think he'll recognize you when you get there? Surely he can't
1: remember your name. You're just one of millions and millions. I know, but because he is God, he does know who I am. He always recognizes me right away. He even knows the number of hairs on my head. He counts the times I sit and stand each day. He puts my tears in a jar. He wrote all my days in a book, even before I was ever born. And he's intimately acquainted with all my ways.
2: Why would he want to know the number of hairs on your head or
1: care about everything you do? Now, that question I really can't answer. I've asked him that many times myself. He just smiles and says he calls all the stars by name and sees every sparrow that falls. So surely he cares for me. Uh, Excuse me. I think he's waiting for me. And as I begin to walk down that glorious path that takes me up to the throne, the whole room gets quiet. Everyone looks at one another and says, who is she? How did she get in here? But no one can stop me. And I walk right up to that throne, yes, even with boldness. And and as I get there, I look up and I say, God, it's me, Mary. And he looks down and recognizes me instantly.
2: Mary, welcome. I'm so glad to see you. I was hoping you'd be here soon.
1: God, I worship you for who you are. I know you're the creator, and you have all power and strength and wisdom and knowledge. I don't want to seem presumptuous, and I do fear you with reverence and awe. But I thank you that you've made it possible for me to come right up to your throne and talk to you. Mary,
2: I delight in your fellowship. Come on up here. Sit with me. Let's spend some time together before you get your busy
1: day started. And I crawl up into that enormous throne and take my place beside my Heavenly Father. I think maybe the angels are even a little envious because I'm allowed to spend as much time as I like in His presence. This is my privilege as a child of God. We call it prayer. And sometimes we get confused as to how precious and special is this opportunity given to us to go boldly into the presence of God and spend time getting to know Him, finding excitement in the knowledge that He cares for us. Have you ever thought about your prayer life in this way? Do you have any understanding of how privileged you are to be able to pray? I hope this mind-stretching image I've presented today, which, believe me, is all based on Scripture, will help you to accept and appreciate who you are in Jesus and how blessed you are to be called a child of God. John wrote, How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. We are the children of God through faith in Jesus Christ. Have you placed your faith in Jesus? Have you been born again into his family? If so, you need to ask God to show you this incredible truth that you can go right up to the throne of God and spend time in his throne room exercising your marvelous privilege of just being in his presence. You know, prayer is the way in which God acts in this world. It is his method of exercising power. And when we have a strong and effective prayer life and we meet with God every day in that prayer room, in that throne room, we are then empowered to go and live in this world, which is corrupt and evil and all of the things we have to deal with. But we go into this world empowered by the Spirit of God to be a light in this darkness And to show the joy and the love of Jesus to everyone in our lives. And that power comes through prayer. So how much of your time is spent in prayer? How important is prayer in your life? I would hope that if you have not been making prayer a key part of your life, starting each day with prayer, that this will inspire you to recognize the great privilege you have to spend time in the presence of the living God right up in his throne room where you will find grace and mercy to help in your time of need.
0: Mary, I can see why this throne room presentation has helped many people. It's a great visual tool to remind us that prayers are privilege and not our duty. I think that many may want to get a copy of this, and you're welcome to use it wherever it would be appropriate. Others have used it in their churches, and you're welcome to do that also. Our joy is to share our resources with you to help others. You'll find it on our website at christianworkingwoman.org. Again, that's christianworkingwoman.org. Or you can give us a call, and we'll drop one in the mail to you. Our phone number is 630-462-0552. Again, that's 630 462-0552. And don't forget that you can follow Mary on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. But we know your time is valuable, and we thank you for listening today. I'm Julie Bastide, and I hope you'll join Mary Lohman and me again next week at this same time for The Christian Working Woman.